Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 254. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Echoes of Invasion. Set in the world of the Battle for West North video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. This is the Society of Shadow. Trick and Hepa track down the mysterious Society of Shadow, but their pursuit of forbidden human knowledge is complicated by what else they learn in the Grey Woods. The Society is a threat to Rodri's caravan and to Woes's. The young elves are forced to confront dangers and responsibilities greater than they have ever faced. This arc contains spoilers for the Battle for Westnoth campaign's Liberty and Secrets of the Ancients. There are also references to Eastern Invasion, and I took inspiration from A War of Life and Death, a user-made content campaign by Mystical Warlord. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. I'm going to start with a geography review. You started in the Esperan Forest. You passed through the Southern Outpost, known these days as South Tower. Mm-hmm. You traveled down to Weldon. You took the caravan up to Dan Tonk. And in Dan Tonk, you met up with Ulf, an archaeologist of perhaps ill repute? Who knows? Heba thinks he's entirely a legitimate archaeologist. Whereas Trick's like, you and me, buddy. We know how the world works. <laughs> he just sells stuff. What's wrong with that? Finds things and sells it. You contracted with Ulf that he would personally introduce you to the Society of Shadow, rather than you just hoping to, to find them and meet up with them. And so you were traveling up towards Carson, but you wouldn't be going all the way to Carson. You would be heading to the Great Woods. The caravan that you were formerly employed with, it is heading all the way up to Carson. There are a group of criminals who are along with some knights and king's guards who will be peeling off and heading to the Fort of Abyss. And that is the current situation. Yeah, good luck to them. I mean, we told them about the lightning mages. You did. I wish to just correct a few things regarding the Grey Woods. Some errors that I told you last time. I had mentioned a, a king's forest, a royal forest in Westnoth. That is not the Grey Woods. It's Glen's Forest, which is further east. You're not going anywhere near that forest right now, though you may choose to pass through it on your way home later. But as you spend time traveling with Ulf, you can learn a little bit about the Grey Woods' reputation. Mm-hmm. You already know from having Glimmer tell you about some rumors. Glimmer had told you that there were rumors of shady magic users in that, in that forest. When you are in company of Ulf, Ulf cautions you that the Grey Woods has a reputation of being haunted. So, you know, maybe keep your... Trick lights up. Keep your bows close by. He personally has never had trouble of that sort here, but you never know. Haunted like... I mean, of course, Hepa's gonna... I don't know if you're just setting the stage or whatever, but Hepa's very curious about what kind of manner of undead do they mean by haunted? What is, you know, the nature of it? I don't know if you're ready to get into that or not, but Hepa would happily ask those questions. So, 
All Ulf really knows is that like people think the forest is creepy, and like maybe in the distant past, uh, there was a an army of led by a lich that marched through this forest on its way to attacking Elenzafar in the way 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 past. So that might have been the source of the rumors, or it may be that when their attacks failed, some of them might have deserted and set up shop here. It could just have a creepy aura from too much necromantic magic. Halstead was collapsed under mysterious circumstances during a Wesnoth civil war, and possibly some mages might have been involved in that. From an elvish perspective, like, yes, humans think that forest is creepy, they just don't understand. They get scared in the forest. Could be some sort of residual magic. Could be. I would like you each to make vigilance checks as you travel with Ulf into this forest. Uh, Still not vigilant? Still not vigilant. Mate can help you, though. Mate, probably, this would be a great way for him to help out. Yeah, mate can definitely help you with a vigilance check in a forest. Is it just two purples? No, the difficulty is a purple and two reds. Oh. All right, then. And mate is just rolling for me. I don't think I can help Nate directly. Um. You think I get him a food die? It depends. If Trick is completely dismissive of the rumors, then no, you're not helping Nate. But if Trick is like, I wonder what the source of the rumors are, and you're also like looking around. And because it specifically goes, he's keen to be looking for it. Then yes, you are working with me. You can do the combo. Two threats. Two strain. Something is just like unsettling. Okay. And you don't know whether it's like because somebody has planted the idea. You know, that it should be unsettling. Right, And right, now right. you're just, like, unnerved, or whether there is something going on or not. But whatever it is, this forest feels different to you than the Aspen Forest does. Okay. Maybe you're just far from home, or maybe there's residual necromantic magic. Yeah, I think she's got theories. She could probably give herself a headache trying to figure out if she's fit psychosomatic <laughs> or not. Trick. Two success, two threats. You have succeeded, and you have threat. Yes. So I'm going to tell you... What mate draws your attention to that Hepa is unaware of. Okay. And then we can discuss maybe what your threats are pertaining to. You see glowing eyes. It's mildly alarming. That's not normal. Not nighttime, right? Roses. You see glowing eyes that are like up in the tree line. Oh. At a height that, and of a color, kind of like the glowing orangish pupil irisless. So you see those. You recognize them as well as it's like mate alights on a branch right by one and kind of like yodels at you. Like Trick definitely has to look around for a second. I'm like, where did he go? But, what, what's up there? Oh, like shiny. But you are in company of Ulf as well. Yes. So how do you wish to act upon this information and then maybe inform the threats? Is Trick just going to be like, oh, it's roses? Or do you play this closer to your... I don't think he necessarily plays it close. It's Trick isn't aware that like the concept of woes is needs to be secret from humans. Most of them won't believe it anyway. So he does not feel it necessary to. Also, it means they will less, be less likely to consider chopping down these trees. Well, these woes And they'll think twice about chopping down the trees that the woes protect. So he'll say, hang on, hold up a second. Uh, may found something. I'm going to check it out. What do you do to check it out? Trick will go to that tree. Like, the glowing eyes are just there, but we don't have a sense of tracking. So, you're moving through the forest along a vague trail. Yeah. Um, and so, the woes, like, the eyes glowing, is not, like, not hanging out right on that yeah. trail. Okay. So, you, like, move through the trees some. Okay. 
then Trick will he'll meander over that. How does one properly greet a rose? Should I knock on it? Is that is it gauche <laughs> to knock on politely knock on his trunk? Excuse me, tug a branch. I think Trick's style would be to politely knock on the Okay. Rap, 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 you knock on the tree trunk. Excuse me. Do you chance know Rumble Dumbledore? The eyes open wider and look down and this this woes says I have not touched roots with Rumble Dumbledore in many years. Do you know Istiniel? She never came back. I do not know Istiniel. Did she go with Rumble Dumbledore? No. Where... She is one of your type. Oh. Yeah, and I know asking how long ago is not a meaningful question to a woes. No, I can ask, however, he'll point to a specific, like, tree here. Was this tree here when last you saw her? Oh, okay, you're going to need a survival check yeah. to estimate that tree's age. Oh, boy. You're going to take a black die on this from the threats that you had. That's fair. Trick, I think it's just, is not, there's a different, like, kinds of trees here that he's just literally not familiar with. You see, it's normally average to estimate the age of a tree? Yeah, I think average. I fail with one advantage. Okay. Like, how old of a tree were you trying to, like, were you looking for, like, I was looking for a tree, a like, sapling, a, or, like... No, no, I was probably, like, looking for a tree that was, like... Very impressively old? Not super impressive, like, 50 years old or whatever. I see. Okay. So, the woes says, that is not a tree. That woes has been here since Isthineal. Oh, my goodness. I am so sorry. <laughs> so embarrassed. I was looking at your backside. <laughs> and then, like, the eyes just kind of, like, slide around the trunk. Of that this. is not a thing I knew they could do. I'm, I'm sure they can't do that in the animations, but I'm saying they can. Yeah, like, yeah. Their eyes That's are magical. Cool. No, they can. So, it, like, this other thing that you thought was a tree, its eyes, like, rotate around and look down at you. And it says, are you here to replace Isthineal? I don't think so. What, what was her purpose here? She was helping us watch. What do you need watched? There are dark things here. Seems like a good job for Fenway. Maybe. Do you only need help watching? I can also take action. You are a different kind of elf than Istiniel. I get that a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of elf was she? She did not like to see violence. I don't say I like to see it, but when one does see it, Better to see it than receive it. <laughs> the most is all like narrow their eyes, trying to like parse through your words. Oh, please, I'm a, I'm only a half elf. Please understand my my ways are for it. Like a charm check. With yes. Are woes like supremely cool, but without much presence? <clears throat> the woes are extremely uh, hard to read, <laughs> so I think that would go with high cool, and they have pretty good presence. They're okay. two reds and a purple. They're very stately trees. Now, I had an advantage before. Is that spent by having a second rose or yeah, getting some information? Yeah, that was spent with an, yep. another rose bringing in. Must spend a story point on this. One success and three advantages. Do you wish to learn the woes' true goal? <laughs> Let's get one of the woes' names so you don't have to keep saying this woes unless you want to keep saying that. Okay. Unless his name is this woes. The lead woes' name is Dolmethendolin. I guess when you have a long, you live a really long time, long name is not that much of a hindrance. So it doesn't cost you advantages to learn Dolmethendolin's name. Yep. But if you wish to spend your three advantages, 
if I can learn more about the nature of the, the mm -hmm. threat that they're dealing with. Okay. Domhendolin, it says the dead awaken and their corruption spreads. Can you not feel it, young one? Maybe. The dead, unfortunately, have been awakening in other places as well. We only have been watching this place. It's unfortunate that I have to report that other places have been dealing with some things. I don't know if it's to the same degree. If it were a winter, it's snowing everywhere, but it may be snowing harder here. You said that you are not here to watch. Watching is not what I usually do. I am Trickmanu, of course. Uh, you may have heard of me. <laughs> 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 but if you have a problem with undead, I and my, my cousin Hepalonia of House Thrandalil, we have dealt with such issues before. I'm not really clear if we can see that you're talking to somebody or if I'm just over there with Ulf going, I feel creepy. Does it feel creepy? <laughs> yes, that is what is going on right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. If you want, I can call to her and we can convene more formally. If you think that you can help. Is this something you keep secret from the humans that live in these woods? We watch the humans. Do they treat the woods with respect? <laughs> At least a healthy distance. <laughs> do they take more than they need? We do not get close to them. But from the roots, these ones are not overly greedy. But as best they can be, that's so high praise for woes. So essentially, like, they're not, like, clearing out they're huge not clearing swaths land of for the farms. forest. Right? They're yeah. not, like, lumberjacks or, or things like that. But the woes themselves don't, like, border the human, where the humans are. Yeah. But they just, like, feel kind of what's going on with the trees closer to them. Okay. And the woes does say that that they don't get too close to the humans as darkness does, does follow humans. And, uh... Dolmethendolin, like, kind of, like, rotates around, and you can see, like, some nasty scarring in the bark and stuff like that. And it says that this is from when Ardrina, a vile human mage, brought her ghosts and ghouls through long ago. And did some of those ghosts and ghouls stick around? It is possible that we have not dealt with them all. We were overwhelmed. It is good that Istiniel did not stay. Let me... Call to my companions so that we may speak more plainly. What does Ulf think? Does he think it's creepy? Has he ever been here before? Ulf is very widely traveled, and he is also the kind of person who speaks highly of himself and equivocates. So, <laughs> with that all in mind, he compares it to various other, like, forests that you've never heard of to be like, well, and I... Had my expedition through, like, this forest. Oh my god, you're talking to Trick. <laughs> I mean, that's just my life anyway. <laughs> His opinion is, like, there could be stuff here, but he's, he hasn't really been hassled before. You know, some people think that the hanging moss growing on tree branches is a sign of, of spookiness. But it's just, like, the, this type of forest, that's the kind of stuff that grows here. But he's not saying that he has, like, a weird sensation. He but is... he's also human, so he might not sense magic. And also, if he mentions another place, I'm sure Hepa follows that line of questioning and asks him about that. <laughs> well, also, like, if you ask him about how he's feeling about something, unless you explicitly say, like, do you sense something magical? Like, that's not how he interprets what you say. Yeah. Like, 
the idea that like oh like something here creeps me out like a human doesn't attach that to there must be something magical or there must be a disruption in the fae like yeah she wasn't really asking about magic and honestly i think there's a 50 percent chance she follows whatever he says and starts asking questions about that so i think she probably forgets that and is like oh you've been to where and so she might ask a hepa question yeah so when mate flies up Ulf is Actually, Ulf is going to make a charm check. Okay. My cool is two greens. You can give probably give him a blue die if he's answering your questions. Because he's sharing information. Yeah. Mm. Right, because you have curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows things. All right, he has two successes. So he's a good storyteller. He's attentive to your questions. He addresses them. He doesn't... Well, I did say that he's somebody who equivocates. Mm-hmm. He has no need to hide the information of the types of questions you're asking. Right. And so he's very talkative and interested in all of the things that you're saying. And, you know, it's so great to see you again, Hapa. Yeah, she. I mean, she had a good rapport with him before. So, yeah, no, that sounds great. And at that point in time, a magpie comes flying in. And let's see. <laughs> what does mate do to bring them along? I think Mate might gesture towards where Trick is and say, like, stupid, stupid. <laughs> okay. So clearly not indicating that you're stupid, but, yeah, like, yeah. his stupid elf friend needs your help. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's like, it, potentially he needs help, or potentially... If it's obvious... Probably you could see Trick in the distance. Oh, okay. But, yeah. like, it's through trees and stuff, so they can't really tell what exactly you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then we'll come... If it's obvious that he wants us to come, then that's good enough for Hubba. Okay. But mate also like demands a snack as payment. I don't really carry. All I have is whatever. You have a, a pony laden with goods. Oh, that's right. Oh, right, right, right. I assume man fine. Yeah, I probably just pull whatever's closest out. Some little. A little snack in the pack of. Yeah, meat. I don't really feel excited about touching old field mice, so it'll probably be actual food. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a cracker or whatever. I mean, I, I did invest in a bunch of supplies to yep. unload on these fellows so he gets some of that. Yeah. And I, I, I pull my bow. I guess we probably have our bow because I tell Ulf there, I think there's trouble with Trick. Ulf loosens his whip. And I just want to add that because Butterbell is an elvish pony, mm-hmm. it does not have any problem moving through the forest here. Okay. You guys are not in such a thick area that you're, like, hacking your way through anything. And Butterbell is completely, like, used to moving through trees and underbrush. Right. So you were following something that felt like a track to you, and now you move into, like, slightly thicker stuff, but you don't have problems at this point. Okay. And Trick, would you care to make introductions? Yes. Is there uh, a ride? Trick will make sure to, like, uh, like waves down the weapons. <laughs> We're not going to win against voices anyway. Uh, like, Hepa and Alpha. This is Domathingalin. Uh, old friend of Rumble Dumbledore. <laughs> Alpha's like, that's not a type of tree I've heard of before. That's not a type of tree. Well, hello, I'm Hepalonia of House Vandalil. I don't, I'm trying to remember how I did it last time. She just does it the same uh, way. She introduced herself to the woes. Ulf is going to make a lore check. That sounds good for him. It is one of his strongest skills. You know, but he is a human, and I'm not sure that they know what woes are, so I might just explain it. Nope. Just be like, this is a woes. First, let him see <laughs> Okay. what he actually already knows about woes. Okay. They're slightly unnerving. So, once Hepha starts, like, in on the... Maybe, are you familiar with woes? Yes, so then Ulf 
kind of uh, blanches a little and uh, takes a step a little further back from the reach of the giant clubbing arms that Moses have. As he's stepping back, Trick will interject like, oh, and that's, I didn't catch the other Moses' name. <laughs> I am so sorry. Just to set Ulf a little yep. off, off foot. So Ulf is a little nervous. That's perfect. But he also has a hefty respect for them. So clearly he has heard a tale or two about what Moses are capable of. And he is like, wow, I did not know. Is this an army? How many of these are Moses? <laughs> Shrugs, like, how would you know? <laughs> they look like trees. <laughs> You'd have to go around and ask. But uh, Doma Thingolin was telling me about a problem they've been having with some undead, apparently, in the forest here. So I thought it'd be good to make sure we all are aware, and if we can help them out. Are you passing through, or is this the area you're protecting? We have been watching this area for many seasons. Can you give them a second, because they pause a lot. <laughs> what sort of undead? Are you seeing actual undead, or just residual magic? Okay. Or maybe, she's not going to say magic, she's going to use the language... They maybe not disruptions. Yeah, because energies. Okay. Is it disturbed fey energy or? So Doma Thangolin will ask you the same question that it asks Trick, which was, "Can you not feel it?" So I would like you to make a check, and I would like you to use your primal skill. She can feel something. Now she's pretty sure she can. And this isn't you casting magic mm-hmm. so much as you tuning into the fey energies. Mm-hmm. The base difficulty is three purples, but I am spending a point to make it red and two purples. Just one threat. You continue to feel, like, unsettled. Yeah. Uh, so you take another strain, but it's sort of like you can't quantify it. You can't localize it. Right. Like, you just feel like something is amiss, but you're not sure, like, what. I think Kappa will say that. I feel like something is amiss, but I can't quite pinpoint it. Okay. So now she's got this whole thing about, she can write this in her notebook later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what you don't have any sense yet is time scale, because these are woeses, unless you consult with other people, because the woes has name-dropped a few things, but extracting time-related information from woeses, particularly woeses who have mainly been in a forest, like... At least when you're talking to Rumble Dumbledore, like you had some other context related to like the village and the humans and how fast people age and stuff like that. But these these voices, they've been watching and like they have had some fights, but like Ulf, he does not comment on any like fight with woes in living memory. Right. Ulf mentioned an army rolling through here. Yes, Ulf told you that there was There was some necromancer or something. Yes. In the distant past. Yes. And so Trick would assume that's whoever this Ardena, Ardana? Ardrena. Uh, Don't blame me. I didn't make up that name. I, I know. <laughs> are there an active undead now? There are pockets. They are not currently threatening any of the trees. They are just stirring. What about inactive undead in the area? Because the root system, she's hoping that they can tell if there's stockpiles, basically. They require you to make a check. <laughs> what kind of check? Just 
just gonna be a normal charm check. Okay. And it's two reds and a purple to charm Moses. Mm-hmm. Now, does proper upbringing as an elf help you with Moses? Proper upbringing does oh, yeah, help yeah. with I'll the Moses. So I'll do a strain for an advantage. I am not succeeding anything today. One threat. Take another strain. Yep. Because Domathengalin says that there is certainly fodder that your people left many fallen behind. Uh, elves. Sorry, what's her name? Athelia? Isthiniel is who the woes was asking after. Is that a name you've heard before? You could make a if lore a, check. If it's a lore thing. We could work thing, together. Then yeah, I'll make a lore check. I can offer you a blue die, I think. That is a thing I have a chance of succeeding. Four purples. Okay. Actually, I'm going to upgrade this as well. Ooh, three purples and a red. There are story points available for you if you want them. Yeah, I think for this that would be good. Yeah. Lash's insight will always help. I succeed. Four threats. <laughs> Four threats on knowledge. Yeah. We could misjudge the amount of time you give up to Domathengalin knowledge about yourself. A <laughs> word at all, so that might yeah. well. That is yes. possible. Giving away things to Ulf is more of a threat. So, you succeeded. You do recall the name Isthiniel from some random... Hmm. I think it would have to be a random lecture from an Elvish teacher, not a piece of lore from Glomar. Right. Or Breda. Yeah, so it's going to be a random story of Breda that Isthiniel... So from the story that you heard, she was sent as a sentry in a forest to the west. So, like, you didn't know it was the Great Woods. But she came from our forest? No. Oh. Just just... in the distant past. Okay. There was a civil war among elves. Okay. Clashes between elves. Oh, so that's why there's debt. Okay, okay, so then that would be why we would have debt. Okay. And the area where the fighting took place eventually like grew into a forest and stuff, but was an unsettled location. And so Isthiniel was set as a sentry there to like monitor the situation. Now, that was a really long time ago. Even from like an elfish perspective. Yeah. This was before Kalens. Man, they've been waiting that long for somebody to replace. I didn't hear about <laughs> well, okay. that. Well, okay. Isthiniel was. herself wasn't necessarily... Sorry, when I said it was mm. before Kalens, I meant the war. Right. That war was. Oh, okay. But when, like, there started to be being movements of corrupt energies at that point in time, which was not quite as long ago, that was when Isthiniel set up shop. So your best estimate, as far as Isthiniel goes, was that could have been on par with Kalen's time. Okay. Like, so a couple hundred years ago? You guys right now are in the year 657. Yep. So we're talking somewhere around the founding of Westmouth. So like 600 years ago. Yeah. Okay. A while ago, even by Elvis standards. Yeah, so there's no way Isthiniel's still alive, regardless of what happened to her. Yeah, okay. But these Wozes have been around... Watching. Watching. Taking action when threats force them to. Oh, what did you want with the four threats? Oh, yeah. I'm going to consume those threats. And this is not something your characters will necessarily know. But, like, Ulf is taking note of all these things. Like, you guys are just talking out loud right. to each other in the Wozes as you remember these details. And Ulf is making note of all of these things. And Ulf will share this information with people who are not good to know it. 
the fact that there's these woeses and these woeses are like interested in stomping undead and like are monitoring the underground currents and like yeah. can detect the corruption and and you mentioning things like oh can you sense the undead Any like what about your root or... network and yeah. like all those things like yeah, yeah. those are all things that that Ulf is writing down okay. and will relay to <laughs> he seems so charming yeah Trick well ask what did Estaniel say she was going to do when she left? Or why did she leave? Oh, why did she leave? Uh, she left because violence was about to break out. And she did not wish and to. she did not wish to see it. And Dolmuth Thungolin presumed she was taking word back to her people while the Wozes fought the hordes that Ardrina had with her. Right. So we could tell him we're... We were not sent to watch, unfortunately. But if there's anything we can do while we are here, we can offer what assistance we can. I can update my map, because that's something that Volus. If there are places where Volus cannot get to, that we can assist, or anything are, of that nature. Are they looking for aid? Are they looking for another sentry? Or, yeah, or we can report back that you need a new sentry, and someone proper can be sent, perhaps. The Volus is... Don't get close to the humans. So if Woe's friends with short legs can get close to the humans to see if they're doing anything disruptive, then that would be good from Dolmuth and Galen's perspective. We will definitely have a chat with them. Ulf remains quiet during all of this. I think Letting that's fair. you elves talk with your mystical woeses. Yes. Hopefully they know how to bury their dead. Alright, now when you go to bury someone, make sure to break all their bones first and then they can't come <laughs> or, if they come back up they can't really get at you or as catching would have it and never think about them again when they're dead they're gone just let them go i'm just picturing that by trying to explain this <laughs> so don't think about them <laughs> no remembrances and then trick throws in a story <laughs> don't put them in the, think about something new like horse book <laughs> just keep inventing new tales we can't think about the old ones <laughs> cover it all up Trying to think if there's anything else we can add that Ulf can take note of. Probably just enough of it. Yeah, I think for four threats, I think that's... Like, we don't have a particular reason to discuss, like, Dapper Incap is bad for Woes right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Like, if we had rolled a despair, I think Ulf would get that information. But she could have asked something about if they can sense any evil artifacts or anything like that as well. That's a possibility. I don't know if Woes can do that in general. I just was thinking if there's something in the roots, if it's just... Or any sources besides the undead. So, Dolmuthangalin will tell you too that you need to sink your roots deeper. Because centuries, centuries like Estiniel were able to tell. Maybe you are just seedlings and you have not grown much yet, but... We're seedlings. that we're seedlings. We haven't finished school. We're dropout seedlings, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll keep trying. Alright. Uh, do you feel as though you have a commission here, or do you need like more specific guidance no, I, from this woes? I think Trick learned we need to, like, there's not one thing specific. We don't. They don't need us to go into some den and beat up some zombies. There's not a ghost haunting this particular woes. Trick will just asked, we'll be passing back near where Rommel Dumbledore is, if there's any message you'd like us to relay that cannot go by roots. Oh. Even if just to say hello. I'll be happy to relay that next time we see you. So Dolmuthangolin like shakes and shudders and some leaves fall down. Mm-hmm. And like uh, 
like maple Pinocchio, like really good things Ooh, fall neat. down. Maple trees, they, they drop yeah. seeds and they kind of like helicopter. Right. Um, so those like fall down around you. And Dolmuth and Glenn says, take some of my children with you oh. for Rumble Dumbledore to raise. That's perfect. Rumble Dumbledore is raising quite a bit of a new recovering part of the forest. Right <laughs> a now. bag of baby Moses. Yeah. <laughs> so trickle, absolutely. No encumbrance, but uh, you know, seed. make sure not to drop don't. that in a fire. Or don't let mate eat don't them. Don't let mate or... eat it. We can just verbally tell them that Rumble Dumbledore is helping a forest recover from some, some trauma. From those damn humans. Yeah, well, I'm going to leave that part out right now. <laughs> those troublesome humans. <laughs> Alright, you finished this encounter, and you may roll to recover strain. I am at full strain. And that's cool or discipline? Is that it's right? cool or discipline, and you use your... Second wind, yeah. Because that wasn't great. I probably will both. Oh yeah, it was nice to talk to Wolves. That was, like, stressed out but happy about that. Yeah, that was very nice. I trickle even, like, apologized to Elf, like, I'm sorry you had to, if you're off-put by Elvish A's and dealing with the the wolveses, they are. Only the guardians of the forest. Aren't they wonderful? They they experience time differently, so it's always a little bit difficult to understand what they're saying and when it happened. I think they're not very good at counting. So, I think... I should have been able to sense it. It must be something in the energy specifically from what Maybe. Doppelgangelger. Domathangolin. Domathangolin was saying. You said this place felt spooky. All of us thought it felt spooky. But you, you feel like you should have a more specific feeling than that? From what he was saying, probably I should be able to sense it more magically. Maybe. Uh Maybe Estelio was more formally trained in this. Well, we'll keep that in mind. We'll see what the Society of Shadow... Society of Shadow. We'll see if they have a similar experience. <laughs> Hopefully they're not having trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can make a survival check, you guys. Sure. Average. Probably I could just give you a blue tie, right? I think so. One success and five advantages. Okay. You are on a road. Oh. <laughs> you are on an elvish road. It's slightly unsettling. You are kind of moving through trails type stuff on your way into the forest. And like, maybe you just thought like, oh, this was a deer track or something. But after like spending a day or, you know, this day was spent partially walking on human road and then cutting into the forest. And as the day goes on, you two begin to see, like, evidence that, similar to how in your own forest back home, there are specific routes that the the ponies take, and there are qualities of land and, like, following its... Topography. Topography. That are roads in, like, the elvish sense. Okay. And And you come to realize you are on one of those things, which, given what you have learned about how there was, like... This huge elvish battle in the past, like a thousand years ago or so or whatever, this is kind of like, yeah, it's overgrown, but there's the remnants here of elvish civilization in the past. Okay, so they probably don't live... Oh, but then an undead army came through too, so there's probably not... Okay. Civil War, undead army, it's had some issues. 
I feel like our gait would suddenly change as though, like, yes, this is a normal walking road. We don't even realize it right away until we realize... Like, Butterbell's enjoying this, dude. Yeah, like, I'm just walking on a road. Ulf is totally clueless. Yeah, like, Ulf is following some track in the forest, whereas you guys are like... Does it change the creep factor? So you have five advantages on this roll. So I, I would suggest... It, it's probably a little comforting, a little taste of home, essentially... It may be unsettling in the sense that, like, some elvish civilization fell here. Yeah. You know, those elves are clearly not around anymore. It sounded like Estiniel was, like, the only guardian who was in place. But it was a really long time ago, but I don't know that we have as much of a sense of ruins like we do. It's more a sense of, like, this forest, maybe it was a thousand years ago, but it was home to elves. And this forest has fallen into disrepair. Not in the sense of there's anything wrong with the trees and the plants, but clearly there's something wrong with the undercurrents of magic here. Right. So then it might seem a little extra creepy knowing that elves died here. Right. And, like, those elves could have been repurposed into some of the undead. Right. But you do have lots of advantages on this role. So I'm going to, to tell you this. You can move faster through this forest than any human can. Which means, should the time come when you are fleeing something or taking action against something, remember that you guys can move faster than humans. I will attempt to remember that as well. You are in your natural setting here and you will be able to more easily find roads such as this throughout this forest if and when you need them. Narratively, would you say, like, Ulf is having a hard time keeping up with us like, in this particular instance? Ulf is the one who is supposed to be leading you to your destination. But now it's like, oh, we're following this road. But now, yeah, you kind of, like, are passing him and, like, following something that he is, like, he's a little confused by this because, like, this is the way. Yeah. Like, this is the track, but you guys are clearly following it and picking it out. Like, he wasn't expecting, for all that you're elves, like, you know, he still wasn't expecting you guys to be such, like, expert... Like, track well, if you had known <laughs> Trick Manu better. Because, I mean, he previously met you in a cave, which is like yeah. one of the worst environments for elves. Right. We, we probably don't even realize that we're, even yeah, with so. the road, hopefully the road goes where we're trying to go, because probably we're just following it. But yeah, like, the road is so old, it's not like there's blazes, elvish blazes anywhere. There might be. No, like, these so, things would Society of Shadow blazes. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine okay. them very obvious, but they might be secretly hidden. But you have advantages. So you do pick out that there are blazes. So maybe it's that we learn to recognize those blazes or so just be aware they that they're there. they would be like, in the conceit of our game, they would be like black ribbons or black like slashes of paint or whatever. Probably pitch would be easier to come by. Would last longer. So yes, you are seeing blazes. You realize that's what Ulf is following. And they are black stripes of pitch or in some cases black ribbons tied around things. These guys really have a theme. Could be. I feel like there might even be a place where Ulf has like he has to consult. He's like looking around for like where is it? And we're just walking right by. <laughs> we're going taking the road. We're just like this way, yeah. He's like yeah. But he's cool. He plays it cool. Yeah. But he's he's panting, wheezing. I pictured him as a little bit more fit. He's got two ranks of athletics. How much do you have? Zero. I mean, he beat me in sparring, and I'm not saying that I'm the best, but I feel like we're in pretty reasonable shape. That is true. He's probably not, because he has to pick his way through stuff. 
Yeah. Like, that's what it is. He's, he's bushwhacking. He's slower. He's not like, it's not his physical incapability. It's more a matter of the terrain. GM Jennifer here. When preparing for this arc, I scoured the mainline campaigns of the Battle for Westnaw for any mention of the Grey Woods. There are battles there in both Liberty and Secrets of the Ancients. We've already seen ideas from Scenario 6 of Liberty in all the clues that have been dropped about the Society of Shadow. Secrets of the Ancients is set much farther back in Westnaw history, but I was able to bring in a witness to those events because Woses are so long-lived. The elf Estheniel that Dolmethanglin speaks of, comes from the introduction to Scenario 12 of that campaign. The main character of Secrets of the Ancients goes by Ardana and Ardrin Na. We mentioned her a few times, too. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at diceystories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at delborovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnaw by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.